Hello and welcome back to We Played This, the show where I grill a guest about their greatest gaming memories. I am joined... Oh, yeah. Let's start start with me, shall we? I'm Tim. Hello. Your host as always. And I am joined today by a guest that I am really, really happy to talk to today because he's one of my busy mates. He's the second place to my first in Mario Kart all the time. He's that guy that bought that pizza that one time. It's my good friend, Carl McCallin. Hi, Carl. Hi, Tim. How are you? <laughs> I'm very good. I love chatting with you, so I'm so excited. No, I can't wait. I'm so glad that you asked me to join you, so let's let's do it. Not that it's been ages since we last spoke, though, because uh, <laughs> I came to visit you in Leeds last week. That was fun, wasn't it? Indeed, we we hung up very responsibly, social distance, masks and all. But unfortunately, yeah. I felt like we were the only ones wearing them um, from time to time, which is a little bit worrying. But I'm trying to forget all that at the moment. Yeah, why not? Fair enough. Let's let's worry not about the outside world. Let's worry about video games because they're fun, aren't they? Oh, love them. Favorite, my specialist, mastermind subject. We've both kind of bonded over being pretty nerdy when it comes to all things uh, gaming and geek culture. So I'll be really interesting to chat with you. Um, So we'll get stuck straight in. As usual, we always ask guests the same four questions to begin with. um, And then from there, the guests get to pick what questions I ask them. And and again, I'm excited because Carl's picked questions that nobody's been asked yet. So it's going to be good. Right, here we go. Question one. Where did your journey into video games begin? So I guess it was my like my, my earliest memories of games must have been back like I'm really bad with years. I'm gonna say like ninety six, ninety seven. It's kind of like um a lot of people my age with the initial PlayStation. So I remember my dad buying us the uh, the, the original PlayStation. Uh, back in the day and i was like what is this what does this thing do uh mm. and i see and that's the moment that changed my life forever 96 kind of time you're you're a couple of years younger than yeah. i i was born so... in 89 uh, oh only a year i i thought you were a bit younger than me i just it's just the face it's just the face well that's it you've got a little baby face <laughs> <laughs> baby face um yeah so um at first i think um I'm similar to to your previous guest, Kirsty, where like I like to um I grew up with um uh, my dad and my brother clearly being older than me, um taking control and then me kind of observing and watching and I was yeah. always kind of like player two. And I kind of grew up as that player two or at least the observer to them. So like the biggest games I think of are like Tekken and Crash Bandicoot. Um yeah. those were my two favourites that I can remember, but I also have this feeling that when I was growing up as well, that I was also playing like other other consoles, like the Mega Sega Drive, Sega Mega yeah. Drive, <laughs> the, 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 drive. <laughs> the Mega Sorry, Sega Drive, <laughs> Mega Sega Drive. Um, because I remember, like, um, I had to do a bit of research on this because I was like, "What are these games?" I don't remember them, and I think it was Golden Axe was one of them. Oh yeah. Classic. classic and also another classic battle toads and it was only like two <laughs> instances in my head so i always remember playing the female character in um golden axe for some reason and also it's that one level that i was drinking when they were on like the water skis or something on battle toads it's like it, now that i come back yeah, to it yeah 
I, I think I know why, because it's at an infamous level. Yeah, I was going to say, how 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 good were you at Battletoads? Because, I mean, that whole game is notorious for being incredibly uh, difficult, especially if you were quite young, especially in the 90s. Oh, I think it was terrible. I think I, the reason I remember that, like, jet ski kind of level was because I never got past it. So that's all I did was always <laughs> get to that, just carry on. Um, and that's kind of, like, sets the standard for um, me where I love to get into games. I really get into the nitty gritty, but I can never stick the landing. Um, and I'm sure a few people like that where um sometimes i get into these long like arduous games with great stories and then never stick the landing on them unfortunately so tekken um again if you were the youngest in the family playing tekken were you any able to hold your own on that do you think i think i did i think i remember like my fondest memories of like playing with my brother of course uh any child with uh fighting games uh if they had a sibling you try and convince them can we play let's go um I remember, all I remember is pressing X and square a lot. I think that was one of the main things. And I remember nights where we even had like a whole tournament where my two cousins who came over from Northern Ireland stayed. Uh, and we just spent the whole night just playing Tekken. Yeah, I think we all had our favourites. And my favourites, I think was, is it June oh, um, from from Tekken? She, I remember she... Uh, had a she had this awesome move where you press certain buttons that I for some reason always went to, and she would do like a back like a cartwheel with no hands, and I just oh, wow. used to do that, and that was like my special move, just like over and over, <laughs> and over again. Um, yeah. And have you kind of stuck with uh, your sort of button back button bashing fighting games since then, or is that just kind of like an outlier? And now, I'm, well, the thing is, I, I think they're always good, good to go back to. I think they're kind of classic, yeah. no matter what game, uh, whether it's like things like Soul Calibur. Um, so I remember playing Soul Edge back in the day. But no, I think my, my taste has developed since then. And I think it was only a few years later when um, my brother first got um, Final Fantasy VII. And I think Jeez. that's where it all went wrong from there. Yeah, well, you've been really uh, gutted when you listened to uh, Matt Latham's episode of We Played I, This. I know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> because you were really hoping to talk uh, wax lyrical for ages about Final Fantasy, weren't you? <laughs> well, as soon as he said it, I'm like, oh, and it was literally the title of the thing. I'm like, what am I going to talk about? <laughs> but uh, post-examination, no, I've, I've been going at this for 23 years. I do have some other experience with games that I can talk about. I'm like, well, but I couldn't, couldn't help get that right at the start, though, just to mention it. Yeah, and obviously you mentioned Crash as well on the PS1. Have you been back and revisited the remake that no. came out the other year? Do you know what? I haven't, unfortunately. And I remember, the funny thing is, I remember um, it was actually one of my mum's favourite games to play as well. And I think oh, she right. cool. when I was younger, better than me. But no, I heard that um, it was, everyone was, I remember the reviews going like, was it always this hard going back? <laughs> When it was initially launched, um, but I never, yeah, I never got the opportunity. I think I was just interested in other things that had come out just before. You'll have to hang out with Kirsty sometime, and she'll show you the new one. And uh, that'd be funny to see, uh, <laughs> see how you get on with it after so long. <laughs> God, my reaction. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, so our second question: um, What is the most recent game you've played? Uh, well, it's hard, and as I was saying to Tim just before, it's hard to put that down. 
do you do you truly play one game at a time? Like I think <laughs> talk to someone about books. It's like, well, I'm reading this book, but I'm also reading that book, and I'm thinking about this getting the Kindle. And do you count audiobooks? And I I kind of have the same thing with games. Uh, so I have a PlayStation 4 at the moment. I also have a Nintendo Switch, and I have an iPad as well. So I've always got to have something on each one. Um, but the the most recent game that um I've kind of got far and got stuck into was actually Pokemon Shield. Um, so I grew up, again, that, that golden age of 1997, 1998, when Pokemon came out. Um, my brother had the red, I had the blue, um, and we and we would play. And um, best starter, Bulbasaur, I'm just going to say it out there. Nah, man. No, 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 no. Squirtle all the way. Well, well, well team not Charizard. I think that's, I think that's where we're leaning. <laughs> yeah. If you chose Charizard, you were a basic bitch, basically. Like, <laughs> I've always gone for the uh, water... Pokemon, and it wasn't until years later that I found out that that tends to be uh, because it's a lot easier to start with the water Pokemon. Um, just because of the first few gyms that you encounter usually in a Pokemon game, it, it tends to be that water is the strongest against the first few gym leaders, which I didn't know as a kid. Um, but it hasn't changed my opinion of uh, Pokemon games since then. I still, I still always pick the water Pokemon. Yeah, so so how are you getting on with um, Pokemon Shield? Because I haven't actually um, got into this generation of Pokemon. Yeah, well, um, like I had, I had done the first few generations. So I had, you know, I had blue, and then I always got the yellow. I got the yellow, and then um, when the next generation come out, I think I got silver, then crystal, and I had been going at it for a few years, but then I took a big break. So there's like a few generations I've never even touched. Yeah. Um, and my friend, uh, one of my friends, he was a bit down um, recently. And I know I had just gotten a Switch, but I had no games for it. And then he also had a Switch. So I thought, why don't I grab us both games? And I said to him, you pick your game like you can pick your starter. But really, I was not going to let him get away with taking Shield off me. And I thought, <laughs> let's jump, jump back into it, um, really. Let's see what's different. Because when, when I remember... It, it seemed to all get complicated really quickly. Like they had to, like friendship levels, and then there's yeah. like E's and IVs, and and like competitive, and and it just all got a bit too much for such a like a, a nostalgic simple game. Um, but I decided to give it a go, and of course this one's also based on the UK. Like the whole yeah. map is is just the UK switched upside down. So really, you're starting in Scotland, and you're working your way up in a sense. Um, and so I decided to give it a go, and I, do you know what? I, I quite like it. I think it has its has its issues, and in terms of so my my favorite thing is really get into a good story, which yeah, there is a story, but it's an all ages story, and the, and I can and normally like when you when you get into kids entertainment, there's normally a, like a joke in there for uh, adults uh, to appreciate, and it's kind of not like that, but yeah. Um, it's it's still going, uh, and I'm actually I was in, I was enjoying it. I was enjoying to see some of the new Pokemon that was out there and the old classics, of course. Um, uh, but I had to restart because then I found out I can get one of, one of my favorite Pokemon that I've never been able to catch, which is one of the starters from I think it's Sun and Moon called Rowlet, and Rowlet is a grass type, but it's also an owl, which is my favorite <laughs> animal. As soon as I found out um i could somehow get this um in pokemon shield with the expansion i'm like oh i need to get back into it uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, that's how they get you yeah i resetted all my progress had to pick the grass at the start and then i got that cool yeah pokemon uh sun and moon me and Kirsty had 
that generation. And um, to be honest, that's the last time that I've really quite enjoyed um, a Pokemon game. And I think um, that particular generation did a real lot of interesting stuff with uh, shaking up the formula. Um, for instance, the the idea of gym leaders was completely uh, gone and they had different ways of uh, basically getting your sort of gym badge status. And um, I really liked those. Um, but my problem with um, RPGs is, uh, I mean, you've said that you like to have four or five games on the go at once or whatever, but I'm very much, I have to focus on one game until I finished it. And often with an RPG, um, I... I lose interest before the end. Either it'll yeah. get too hard and I'll drop it, or it'll get too repetitive and I'll drop it. Um, yeah. And then there's always another game coming out that grabs my attention, and then I end up, you know, it's four, five, six months later, and I think, oh, I'm, I might go back to that game, but I've completely forgotten where I was, kind of thing. And that always happens um, with me with Pokemon, because um, after Pokemon Sun and Moon, Kirsty bought the. Um, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee, which was the remake of uh, Red and Blue. Uh, well, yeah. Pokemon Yellow, as sort of thing. Um, and again, really enjoyed that for about 10 to 15 hours and then completely lost interest or, you know, whatever. So that's that's this was the period where I've just decided, you know what, I'm, as much as I enjoy Pokemon, I never get, you know, 50, 60 quids worth of entertainment out of it. Um so th- so this is the this is the one that I've skipped out but you know if 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 I've got friends that are playing it maybe that's the the key to get me back interested. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um uh, but no I appreciate that. So um I do I play a lot of games especially long games um because my kind of special subject is kind of RPGs or JRPGs. Yeah, yeah. Where the- yeah, they are notorious notorious for a long taking a while to complete it because there's a they pack a lot uh, into the games and but yeah I'm I'm a bit similar to that where I play a game I get really into it and then other things are like coming at me and being released and like oh that looks interesting but I've got to go back to this and then sometimes when it gets too hard and you keep losing and you're losing and you're losing and you grind and you grind and you lose and you, uh, you you kind of like well I'll just take a, a a little break I'll just I'll take a day off and then it, the day becomes a week a week becomes a month and then when you go back to it you're like well I've got to start this again you know what yeah I mean? yeah um and I think that's my my gaming life in a show really <laughs> never never really finishing it but getting so quite far far enough to enjoy it and have fond memories still the last RPG that I really really got behind was um the original Xenoblade Chronicles um it originally came out on the Wii and then they re-released it for the new 3DS and it was one of only a, a very small handful of games that was only um compatible with the new 3DS because it needed a bit more power um but I really got behind that it had a um a battle system which was kind of half real time half turn based kind of thing so um it just kept the uh, the the flow going quite well um and the story in that i found i mean it's completely preposterous like it's about like this these uh species that live on a giant on the back of a giant other species um and they're atta- being attacked by robots and for some reason all the bad guys are, have cockney accents which is quite fun um but i'm just thinking they've they've i can't remember if it's just come out or if they are releasing a definitive edition for the switch so as an rpg fan um you might really get behind xenoblade chronicles 
Yeah, it's not a series that I, 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 I it's one of those I keep seeing about, and I'm like, should yeah. I get into Should not. And I'm thinking of watching um, maybe some Let's Plays and see see what the feel is and what people think. But yeah, it's, and I think, yeah, I think it's, it's Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Is that being remastered? I'm seeing that a lot in Yeah, so that, that one that one came out on the Switch um, only a few years ago, and I've played that one, but it's not hooked me as much, and um, it's something that I keep saying I'm going to go back to again, and I probably will, but um, something about the first game, the you know, there's always that point in an RPG where you just get so bored of the grind of battling and you just don't want to get into battles, whereas um, Xenoblade Chronicles 1, the battle system was, for me, perfect to the point where I was seeking out new battles because I just enjoyed fighting so much in that game, um, which never happens for me in, in RPGs. So it's not, I didn't get quite as invested in two, especially the battle system. Um, but yeah, the first one, brilliant. I'll have to have a look out for that one for sure. Um, so what are you playing on your PS4 at the moment then? Uh, let's see. So um. I was getting into um, Pokemon Shield and thinking I needed something, um, and then I tried to get into World of Final Fantasy. So this is kind of like an offshoot of the main Final Fantasy series, and then I just—it's one of those. It's kind of like if you put Final Fantasy and Pokemon together. So you know, I should really like it, but it's just really weird. The battle mechanics is basically you've got these like monsters that you capture with a ball. I wonder what that reminds me <laughs> of. But instead of like sending one out, you're also in battle. But of course. You, these other monsters that you catch, you have to put them on your head. You just have to. That's how you get stronger. You don't get stronger by combining, by, you know, turning into, like, a, a bigger version. Um, no, no, you, you put them on the head, uh, then you share stats, and that's how it works. Um, and then if you get a bit tacked too much, you might fall apart. And then you've got to try and get back together before all the little monsters are taking out individually. Um, of course. Of course, of course. Um, but yes, yeah, so I, I tried to give that a good go. Um, and I also tried um, going back to the PlayStation Now. Yeah. So this is kind of like the subscription model yeah. where you can either stream games or at least download part of them to then stream. Um, and I had to get a go with that and I explored that and, and saw some stuff from, um, I think it's the Atelier ser- series. It's kind of like RPG battles mixed with like alchemy and potions. Yeah. Um, where it's normally a cute girl that goes around, but it just, it did, I couldn't gel with it. I couldn't get on board with it, unfortunately. Oh, that's a shame. Um, I've just realized oh. speaking about RPGs and saying how much I don't like them, I'm currently playing the new Paper Mario game, which is absolutely an RPG. I was, <laughs> I was about to say, it's definitely an RPG. And how are you finding that at the moment? Yeah, so again, the only RPGs that I tend to get on with are the Mario ones. Um, Paper Mario and Paper Mario uh, Thousand Year Door were some of my favorite games. Um, but to be honest, the um, there's another offshoot of the Mario RPG series called the Mario and Luigi games. They are absolutely my jam. I could play them forever. Like, and again, the combat system is just really always fun. Um, it has it's turn based, but you have actions that you can perform in real time, which makes them a bit more fun. The combat in Paper Mario Origami King, which is the one that I'm playing now on the Switch, the combat system is an absolute ball lake. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I haven't. For some reason, I always miss out on the Mario's. I think I never really had the right console at the right time yeah. um, f- for for them, except for now I've got the Switch. But I was like, oh, what is this? What is this thing? I haven't really delved into it. But I'm not hearing 
overwhelming success with the latest one. It's a weird thing because the act- everything other than combat is brilliant, and the writing in super- in Paper Mario games is nearly always brilliant. It's really funny. Um, still, as you say, like family friendly, but just a little bit more like fun for an adult. I mean, not particularly like adult content or adult jokes or you know things like that but it's still very uh, witty i think is the the best yeah. description and the world building in it is really fun like um i've just done a whole sequence that was based in a theme park um and as a guy who used to have a theme park uh, vlog obviously that was loads of fun but yeah the it's the combat is really boring um and really irritating and really um fiddly and also mario doesn't level up his stats as such so you basically you instead you spend money to um buy um, more powerful moves and things yeah so potential and there's plenty of money everywhere because of course it's the mushroom kingdom there's coins yeah. coins fall out of everything you touch so you it, there's not an incentive to actually do the battle system like if you can avoid an enemy um it's always better to just avoid them <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it looks absolutely beautiful, and I do love like um, the style of it. That's yeah. kind of like origami kind of paper um, land, and, and seeing all your like your favorites, favorite areas in that kind of form. But yeah, if if you're gonna do um, like an RPG and with battles, but then also kind of let it down on the battle systems, or you, your your people get bored you know, playing them, then it's, there's a big, huge hole that, you know, that a lot of people look for, um, yeah. you know. So, yeah, that's not great. <laughs> did, have you, did you end up getting a 3DS? Because I remember back in the day you were trying to get hold of my old one. <laughs> yes, I was. Um, so, no, I didn't, but I did borrow one. I did have a good friend back in York. Um, hi, Hannah. Thanks. Thanks a lot. So she <laughs> let me it, And that was, of course, to borrow. So this is me with some games I am aware of, but Console-wise, I just don't have the right console at the right time either. I haven't got the console yet, the game comes out, or I get the console and it's hard to get the game. So that was for a game called Bravely Default, and that's basically just like oh, an yeah. offshoot of Final Fantasy. So it was um, and it, with a job system, and that's kind of me RPG with a job system. I'm there. I'm looking. I'm. I want to know more, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I'm just thinking, um, the 3DS that I was supposed to sell to you that I, we just could not find for the life of us, we finally found when me and Kirsty moved house. So I've got it in the cupboard. I will lend you it because what I'm thinking is the um, the Mario and Luigi uh, RPGs, they were originally on Game Boy Advance, um, but yeah. they have been re-released on the 3DS. So I will buy you one of them, and you can have the 3DS, and uh, you'll finally be able to play a uh, Mario RPG. Finally! Yes, thank you. I'll hold you to that. Yeah, do, because uh, getting anyone into uh, you know a new Nintendo console or a new Nintendo franchise is always fun for me. As a big Nintendo nerd... Yes, I think that's the thing with the game is it's always like, hey, have you had this? You know, wanna 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 try an RPG? Wanna try a Mario game? I yeah. think we're like the secret dealers, um, <laughs> always trying to get someone else hooked on it. And that's all. Yeah, that's the that's how I I go about. Hi, my name's Carl. Do you like games? Have you have you <laughs> never played a game? I can get. I've got the game for you. Speaking of, we'll get back to that for one of your questions later on. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, you also said you play games on your iPad. Um. What's been uh taking your time up on there 
Well, I had recently actually found out that you can hook up your PlayStation 4 controller to the iPad. Um, so this is something that I've been wanting for ages because um, I got an iPad thinking I want to play some games, um, but a lot of them just holding the iPad and kind of trying to do the controls on the screen yeah. wherever they put them is quite difficult, and I just kind of gave up after a while. Um, but I think they did an update about a year ago when I was doing some research. So I went to download all my. I'm so sorry to say this. Um, this, this is this podcast is going to turn into a drinking game. How many times can Carl say Final Fantasy? Take a shot. <laughs> uh, basically, a lot of the old classic versions of Final Fantasy have are iOS games now. Yeah. Um, so I have a whole collection, and I found out that all of them, apart from the first and second one, you can hook up and use your PlayStation. So I went back to Final Fantasy three, which is kind of like one of the biggest games I remember in history of me always wanting to play it so much that I couldn't afford to buy the game and I didn't have the console, but I bought the strategy guide just so I can look at the pictures. <laughs> wow. And get to know the character. Yeah, and then I got it and then I didn't play it and then I lost it and then I came on iPad and I got it and then I hated the controls. So now that's another one on my to-do list um, for the moment while we're not going out and socialising as much as to finally complete that. Yeah, you were um, showing me your uh, strategy guide collection when I came around last week, weren't you? <laughs> and this one, and this one, and this one. Yeah, absolutely. I do I do like it. So I like it as a guide. I like it as like a, um, a pseudo art book, as, a, as you will. And, and it's also quite a good, nice memento. So when you're yeah. not actively playing the game, you can just have a look and breeze through and just kind of learn more about the game, learn more about the spells that you can get or the monsters that are out there. Um and then also, I think my big thing is when I get stuck, I get frustrated. Um, and it's like when you're telling, a, it's like when you're telling a, a good movie, but the movie keeps jumping and stopping because you can't progress that far. Uh, you just get annoyed and you and you kind of stop. So I try and sometimes I buy those just to as a backup, just in case. So I try and play as much as possible without it. But as soon as I get stuck, I flip to that page and see what what can get me off this hurdle. Then I shut it again and on I go. Cool. Um. Yeah. So, next question: What is your favorite single-player experience? So, um, I had to think about this, but then one one jumped out at me when I saw the advert for the sequel, and I have to say, it's The Last of Us. Ooh, um, cool. I try, I try to avoid saying any other like traditional RPG and really think about it. But yeah, no, I think The Last of Us is one of those games where you just get hooked in. Um, and it's one of those games at the start where there's the story just grabs you from the get-go. One of the most memorable openings. You ask anyone who has a console and if they play The Last of Us, and they can tell you what happened in that story and how heartbreaking it is. And because the sequel's been released, some people that may have not heard the first one, I'm not going to spoil anything just in case you get the chance to go back. But uh, I, if you've got a friend who has it, ask to borrow it. It's definitely worth it and it's one of the few games that i've i've played start to finish uh absolutely loved and um and i've actually finished the game um but also it's not traditionally my type of of game so it's a role-playing game in in a sense i guess uh but it's more like um rogue like stealth sometimes yeah you're not going in blasting all these uh, like zombie creatures out the way it, it is it is that stealth and that tactics and timing and i'm not very good at those games and i think that's i don't have I the like... patience for uh stealth normally so <laughs> <laughs> absolutely i'm like we like come on let's let's speed up how, how can we get there but um no with that game i remember 
I was just on board. And that was, I think, I don't think I was playing any other game at that point when I first got it. And I think it's the first game I had on the the PS4 when um, when it was released. Um, and I just couldn't put it down. And I just absolutely loved it. Like the visuals, the voice acting, the story that it was telling. Um, and it was also nice. They also had a... Um, an expansion or like it not expansion but like dlc content yeah, um, yeah which i still haven't got around to finishing but it told um again it was it was set in this world of like zombies that were taken over like by a fungus rather than your normal viral um outbreak um and it told uh, like a, a lovely young lgbtq love story um of like kind of like getting to know each other and i just thought that was absolutely beautiful and just kind of like grips at your heart um and just and it plays with all your emotions you know you 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 have your highs you have your your celebrations when you manage to sneak past you're going on this journey with all these characters and also when the heartbreak you know you never have a, a zombie outbreak where everything's everything's great for everyone um and the lows and when you lose a character really hits hard um it's just 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 a great game overall, I would say. It's definitely one that I need to go back and play because mm. um because it was originally out on the PS3, I think, and was remastered for the PS4. Um and I've said on this podcast mel- multiple times that my PS4 is pretty much just a um glorified Netflix player or it used to be. Um <laughs> I think I've owned right, let's let's put the list together. What what games have I actually owned for it? I've had The Witcher 3, which I didn't really get on with. Um, yeah. I've had the Bioshock collection, which always brilliant. So I did play plenty of that. The God of War I played, and um, what else? Oh, and I've got a a party game called Knowledge is Power, which is quite fun. It's kind of like a trivia game, but that is the extent of um actual physical games I bought for my PS4. That's it. Which is ridiculous because oh, and uh, Fallout Four, which I didn't, which I really didn't get on with. Um, yeah, because I've not had a decent experience with the PS4, it's kind of put me off. And there are so many um, PlayStation exclusives that I really should give a go, like The Last of Us, um, like the most recent Spider-Man game as well, which is supposed to be phenomenal. Um, but at the same time, like there's just always other games around the corner that end up taking my time but yeah i'm I'm gonna have to get back into the last of us um just because it's you know it's becoming a franchise there's enough you know there's there's dlc and there's a sequel now so i feel like i'm being left behind by that one especially considering how much people love it so well i've got a copy so we'll do a we'll do a trade I, and um i think yeah it's, it's sad to, to hear that you haven't got as many games but i get it because i've i think i've done that before when i had a ds you know i got some of the, the games that i wanted and then i just didn't expand it because maybe there was another console that was taken away because i've been i guess my first console i got was the playstation and then i also had the place um the ps1 the ps2 the slim nine I've, I've been playstation all the way that's kind of yeah been, one of the constants in my life. I've always had it. Um, so it's, it's a shame to hear that, but I also get that if you, you've you got something similar in your, uh, another console uh, where all your main games are, and then trying to kind of build up that um, the collection on a, on a secondary console is hard. Yeah, um, absolutely. But obviously, yeah. like, apart from, yeah, Nintendo, the Xbox 360 got... I really got into that, and... So the Xbox brand still has a bit more of a pull to me 
than uh, the PS4 does, or the PlayStation brand does. But um, it'll be interesting to see where my loyalties lie as we're getting into the next generation, because the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, they've both kind of uh, piqued my attention. So it's hard to decide where we're going to go from here. Yeah, are you more of a fridge guy or a Wi-Fi router guy? That's what I want. <laughs> the PS5 is going to get so fucking dusty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it does. I do you know. I'm I'm that kind of. I do like the look of the new PS5. And guess what? No surprise. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna try and get it. I always. I'm always a few months behind getting it on an initial release. But I think this time round, uh, if the coins line up, I'm definitely gonna. It's, I'm gonna, it's gonna get pre-ordered and then get it with all the accessories, all the all the bits and bobs and bobs. Cool. 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 Right. Next question. What's your favorite multiplayer experience? So I guess this part um, is where um, my gaming side comes out, where I was also not only am I a big fan of consoles, I'm also a big fan of MMORPGs. So anything <laughs> with it, put anything in front of an RPG in there, ARPG, a JRPG, MMORPG, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see what's going on. Um, so I was thinking of like what really to go on so i remember playing back in the days of final fantasy 11 um which was uh and world of warcraft and guild wars i was i think that was when i was in my mid to late teenage years where i had all the time in the world <laughs> and just enough money to waste um, <laughs> i decided to gain an addiction and go into mmorpgs but i think uh and I just remember like exploring, creating your characters, creating classes, um, exploring the world, exploring the world with friends, like spending just wasting hours and hours. Um, and I, I remember a lot of my childhood, some of my greatest memories, is delving into these worlds with friends, whether they I knew them in real life or I met them online. Um, and Do you have any friends that you still are in contact with from these games? Well, maybe maybe not from like way back when. I think my brother still is in touch with some of my friends, but I do have some friends from the latest MMO that I'm playing, which is guess. Can anyone guess? It's uh, it's Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> um, which um, and I've and I've had those friends for like ten years, where I've only met them. I've met up with a few of them um, once, but I do count them on, on, on some of my closest friends where. Um, anything good happens, anything bad happens, I send them a text message, or or sometimes we we try and play other games together. So it's not all about um, the one game taking over everything. There is there is friendship that you can find uh, in those games, and you uh, sometimes it's like I've had a rubbish day. Let's just do something and and either talk about it or not talk about it. Um, so yeah, no, I don't have anything from way back. But no, I definitely have some friends from those experiences that uh, will be around for a couple of decades to go. Kids these days won't understand uh, the frustrations of trying to play a, a good MMO whilst also like your parents needing the phone line for. Uh... Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so, I, so the issues would be. Like, can I can I go on the computer? Yeah, but don't be too long. <laughs> and you just were like, I don't care. Or trying to be like, um, fights with your sibling. If you only had one computer, he goes, oh, can I just go on for an hour? I'm like, okay, but then I've got it after that. And then suddenly an hour and a half later, he f- completely forgets that conversation. And then an argument breaks out. Um, and yeah, I think um, 
that that the, the dial-up mode <laughs> all that sound i think i love hearing other people's impressions of it and it's sort of there but it probably isn't um <laughs> uh everyone's got their own interpretation of it but uh so recognizable of kids of the 90s i'll see if i can find uh, a soundbite and put it in in the episode um <laughs> It was one good thing about living in the arse end of nowhere like Grimsby is Grimsby ended up being a trial market area for so many weird and wonderful things. Um, Basically, before they would go uh, nationwide, so many things would be trialled and started in Grimsby. So Grimsby, believe it or not, was one of the first places to get fibre optic broadband in the very, very early noughties. So... um, we didn't have as many troubles with internet as some other places did um, a lot sooner. Um, and as well, because my parents were both teachers, um, especially my dad, um, and they obviously understood the need for things like the internet and how big they were going to be ahead of time. I was very, very lucky as a kid that um, we didn't, we actually had a dedicated phone line for our internet way before a lot of other people did <laughs> oh wow yeah no so i i mainly grew up um m- my years between the ages of eight to just before 18 i actually spent abroad i was uh, my dad was in the military actually so i spent a lot of time um in germany um for then uh, i'm and though there are communities where you live close, I went to a few schools where you came from different towns and they all came into one like together. So you couldn't, when you were young, you couldn't really travel to go see all your friends that you've met from school. Um, and then the kids that you did have around you were like of all different ages and, but you were limited. It's like you either friends with these people, you're friends with those people, or you've got no friends. So it was good, nice to have that kind of third, like, yeah, um, yeah. Set interact with but unfortunately it was harder to kind of share that my geekery uh, with the rest because if they didn't play games it was hard to get them on and um so yeah normally a lot of my games i either play with my brother I play with some he had two close friends um or i just play by myself um so it was nice to have those mmos just i think it was just at the time um just at the peak where i remember even some friends even their parents were playing it you know world of warcraft took over uh and i remember a friend i think his name was chris and his parents used to raid together I'm like wow blew my mind how <laughs> old people can like games you yeah. know? <laughs> is uh, um, warcraft something you're still still playing or is it kind of have you drifted no, away i've drifted away i think with uh, it was uh, it was great at the time and i remember going back to it um again and again uh, when i was younger when i had a computer but now uh with the more recent mmos um where i'm able to create one character and ha- and play all the jobs all the um crafting in one weather whereas uh in world of warcraft you always used to have to play um create a new character for every for every job you wanted to do um and also i just i think it just fell out with the times like i wanted new more interesting things um and also, I didn't I didn't have the computer anymore that I, that World of Warcraft was on. Where other MMOs are now getting involved with more cross cross platforming. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is great. Which is breaking down those barriers to entry because it's very hard to go to a friend and try and get onto the game. Um, but to go onto your version of games, like oh no, come onto the PS4. Yeah, that's exactly. I'm playing, and they're like no, I'm playing on the Xbox or I'm playing it here there, but they're not joining up. But, um. Yeah, so with the PlayStation, unfortunately, it's not on the Xbox, but like 
PS4 players and PC players can play together, and there's not too much differential uh, between it. Um, I find anyway. I think sometimes it's slower loading screens for the the PS4, but um, it's very minimal. I mean, the uh, last generation when it was you know PS3 versus Xbox 360, like part of what caused the 360 to dominate the market was because all your mates had one, so you had to get the Xbox 360 so you could play with your mates. Yeah, I think um, being abroad, I think I just when did the, when did the PS PS um, Three Xbox 360 was released. Like, I'm just trying so to. So it's back. very mid noughties Yeah, so I would have still been. Yeah, I would have still been in Germany then, and then I, I was probably with PlayStation, just kept with it. Yeah. And then I think even my brother was that. It was not until about ten years ago, I think, that my brother actually switched over to the Xbox. Right. Traitor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, and, and and yeah, when I moved to the UK, I started I, I started to notice this trend of more more people having Xboxes. I'm like, why? <laughs> um, so yeah, and I, I know that, like a lot of online gaming, um, it was big on there. I remember loads of people having like things like Castle Crashes, um, which I think oh, you can yeah, get. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on Twitches and stuff. But... One of my uh, housemates had it in uni, Castle Crashes. The classics, the classic, like just get all your mates around and just like just go at it. So now we've done the big four questions, we've got to the questions you get to pick. And I'm, as I said earlier, I'm very happy because these are questions that have not been picked before. So, first up, who's your favorite gaming YouTuber or or Twitch streamer? So, when I chose this question, I was like, I'm on YouTube all the time, I watch games all the time, this will be easy. And then I realize I do watch a lot of gaming stuff. So I watch a lot of Let's Plays, reviews, tip, tip, top 10 things you didn't know about your favorite game, 10 games which had like heartbreaking endings and stuff like that. I'm watching a lot. But I think my taste, I don't know if it's the same with anyone else, seem to go, it's normally, I normally gravitate towards the channels um, where whatever game I'm after, they just happen to have the content, whether it's new and old. So I've actually watched loads of different channels and there's not really much that I have um, one person that I always go to because they're not necessarily playing the game at the time that I'm interested in. So, yeah. you know, if 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 the latest, uh, if like Last of Us comes out, they may be playing that or they may have been playing the, the other thing that was released. So I'm not going to always go to them. So I have to then find someone else. But I decided what I would do is I'll shout a few people that I've been watching recently. Yeah, like, yeah, sure. Not as popular. So <laughs> the first one um, is um, a Pokemon podcast. Well, I, know, I think he plays a few other games called Madribred. <laughs> that is <his> name, <laughs> and that is who I've been watching, Madri Bread, and um, <laughs> he plays a lot of, a lot of uh, interesting Pokemon games, and I think also does a few challenges and a few uh, what's known as Nuzlocks. Nuzlocks being like the Pokemon games weren't weren't hard enough, so we decided just to make it harder with some self-imposed limitations, where you can't catch any Pokemon you want. You can only catch the first Pokemon you encounter on a route or in an area, and if that one dies, tough. Also, if your Pokemon faint in battle for whatever reason, they're gone. They're considered <laughs> dead. Release them into the wild. Put them into that box to be forgotten about that even Professor Oak won't look after. Um, and they do a lot of, a lot of those games. Um, and it's, you know, you just, I, I just find um, uh, I like his style. It's engaging enough. Um, and I think... Let's face a difference to like streamers, where streamers are like constant, you know, interacting with the chat, yeah. which which is great. Um, and sometimes they have the periods of 
of silence where they're just playing or commenting randomly of what's going on in the chat when you're like go back to the game i want to know about the game well let's play so it's like there's no other audience that they are setting these up um and they're, and they're talking about the game and their thoughts on it and stuff like that which is more my kind of um my level of videos that i watch another guy um called Shady Penguin, he does a lot of Pokemon and Fire Emblem games, so another game before Pokemon that I've done was Fire Emblem Three Houses. Um, How did you get uh, on with that? Because it's another game that I've I've not picked up. I've never played any of the Fire Emblem games, but... Um... Do you know what I never had as well, and I never really knew much about them. I thought they were a weird um, like like a not well-known game, but then when Fire Emblem Three Houses came out, and all these YouTubers like, it just seemed to be everywhere. Yeah. And then it, had people at work going, um, talking about it and playing it. I'm like, well, clearly, I now have to buy a Switch because now I'm obsessed with this game. Yeah. Um, so I've recently completed it first time around. Um, the basis of Fire Emblem, for those who don't know, is you have your army of um, soldiers, whether they be friends or in the three houses, school kids um, learning to be officers, uh, and you set them out into f- fights, and you can. there's a setting, the classic setting is, if they faint in battle, they're dead. You can no longer play them. They're no longer in the story. Where I'm, So it was my first true playthrough of Fire Emblem, and I did enjoy it, um, with a few little things I can complain about, but I really, really enjoyed playing through it. Uh, Go Golden Deer. Um, that was my house <laughs> of choice. Um, but I think the one thing that kind of let me down is the romance options. So in here, you have the option to romance some some of the students in the academy. Technically, you're the professor, which makes it a little bit Yikes. weird. But you, so <laughs> they make it clear they make it clear that you are the students' ages, and then the romance doesn't really happen until like five years in the future. Um, so it's like, oh, technicalities, we're getting over it. <laughs> but um, there's loads of choices if you're a male character wanting to romance a female student or a female character wanting to romance a male student. But um, the LGBT options, especially for um, gay relationships, are just disappointing. I think originally when it was launched, there were three options, but two of those options technically weren't, because um, you could have a, rom- uh, a friendship or a... Uh, I think support rank of S class, which is the top class, and that's normally your romance classes. But for two of these characters, they're actually just like more platonic friendships, uh, right. and then you get the then then you get the one student who just happens to like nap a lot, and that's your only option. <laughs> and I think you see, they released one more, but the leader of the um, the Golden Deer, Claude, is just the biggest chaotic bisexual energy I've ever seen. He flirts <laughs> with the character wherever, but you can only romance him as female, and I just think. That's a repeating trend in games, which really disappoints me, uh, is like kind of gay characters, especially male gay characters being prominent. So you have options like um, in Dragon Age when they're there and yeah. also Mass Effect, which is great. Um, and it wasn't really until the, the, the latest Dragon Age Inquisition, I think it was, um, where I had two two options that were just really interesting gay characters. But the, I think there is a Mass Effect um, options of like all the characters that um, the male ship can romance. It, it goes on and on for if they're female characters. And then female characters got loads and lesbian characters have got some. And then it's just like in Mass Effect 1s, 2 and 3 and um, Andromeda, um, there's like four. Four 
popular characters that you could potentially romance through all that and i just think that's just disappointing it's like yeah it's like i'm buying the same game as someone else but i'm not getting the same experience i don't get the options and normally these characters um are not that interesting or that they've they've quickly changed them so it's an option later on where it just feels like an afterthought and that's kind of one thing in, in gaming i think they've got bigger room to improve on we do see it like the, the, there's options there yeah and i think the inquisition with um dorian which is a notable gay character who at first i thought oh he he seems like a stereotype but actually becomes more interesting and is one of my favorites yeah um it's very disappointing like nintendo in particular is bad for its lgbt uh representation definitely and i think um, in general, it tends to be the Japanese developers that are falling behind um, just because of it being um, more of an issue culturally over there, which shouldn't be a, you know, an excuse. There should still be these options. Um, yeah, so it is a bit disappointing. I suppose, yeah, it's, it might actually be, even though it's so far behind, Fire Emblem could still be the most representation for LGBT that in a Nintendo game. I mean, I can't be... 100% sure on that but normally because the because Nintendo always wants to have this kind of family friendly uh persona you know it's that perverse thing of thinking that that means you can't have a gay character despite as you've pointed out that you're a a teacher uh in a, in a position of power you know preying on all the students even if you're straight or gay or whatever <laughs> yeah no absolutely the things that the where they draw the line is and also i think it's about the markets that they want to get into yeah. they want to get these games into different markets i think maybe like, i'm not i'm not an expert on this i couldn't i couldn't even write um a 500 word paragraph on like gaming markets but i think like china and maybe korea are the big markets where i hear that hello and, and yeah like there's a lot of games where like i Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you just said, okay, I'll have cool. to hear it in the edit. It's fine. <laughs> no, I can repeat. I can repeat. <laughs> where, where, where did you hear from me last? Oh, I don't know, mate. Never mind. We'll, I'll listen in the edit. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Um, where was I? Yeah. So, um, yeah, which is which is a shame, uh, and that's something that I would like more games to to work on um i'm not like there's a lot of characters especially when you can create your own protagonist you can customize them um and then they give the option to be able to tell a romance story where they have very limited to no options of a romance story that i would relate to um i i think there is a need for the you know i'm not saying let's just make every character like romanceable you know sometimes there are stories to be told especially with like um gay or lesbian coming out stories yeah or handling relationships and um and also you know the same with straight characters and their 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 love lives uh i mean i don't want you kind of erase that from games but for the majority of characters i think you should they should just make them all pansexual and just go about <laughs> it and you can tell your own story the way that you want to see it and the way that you can relate to it the most well you've managed to say the one phrase that's definitely going to get me into fire emblem which is that a character has uh, chaotic bisexual energy so oh uh... <laughs> explored. Um, and the great thing about that also his voice actor has done a stream of him him playing um the game and he chose a female character just so he can romance his, his own character that he voice acts <laughs> brilliant so, last question then. What game would you pick to introduce a non-gamer to the medium? 
So I thought about this and I was thinking, like, could this be a question that I can answer? And then one game jumped at me and I just thought, yes, this I don't know what genre I'm introducing this person into. But if someone who doesn't like games at all, I would introduce them to a game called Journey. And now Journey is a game that I I got. I think I got it on the PlayStation Plus. So that's the subscription service where you you can give access to uh, to deals and exclusives, but also free games to download. Yeah. Um. And I remember the name Journey was one of them. And I was like, oh, what's this? Let's have a go. And basically, you have this character in a robe and a mask and with a little scarf, and you just you that's it. You just go on a journey. There are no there's no real story to it the scripted story there's no voice acting you do i think there are some basic like controller prompts to teach you how to play the game but it's not complicated i think the main thing is like jump glide and walk around um and you go around and you're picking up these pieces which um make your scarf longer but it's it's about going on a journey um and I just absolutely love it. Visually, it's a beautiful game. Mechanically, it's a simple game. Um, there's, you, you would say there's no story, but there is a story that's told, you know, without saying a word, um, where lots of um, beautiful sights, ups, you know, you get the the start where you start in a desert wasteland, you go up, you see all these beautiful sights, then it gets dark, and then it gets creepy, and then it gets hard where you think, you you know, things end, and then just a beautiful ending. Um, I just think if if that would just be a perfect game to introduce anyone at any age, really. Yeah. Um, to games. Well, um, the main catalyst for me buying a PS4, um, in the end was that, um, I'm a, I've always been interested by the indie game scene, but, um, unfortunately, I've never, I've also always hated seeing a PC to play my video games, but yeah. at the same time. Nintendo used to be terrible for allowing, well, not allowing indie games, but never used to have the right indie games that I was interested in on their consoles, especially the Wii U. It kind of fell behind. So when I bought the PS4, the main reason was so that I could play those indie games that had transitioned away from Steam onto uh, the PlayStation, uh, the PlayStation store. So Journey was actually the very first game that I actually had a pleasant experience of on my PS4, and I I absolutely love that game as well. Um, in fact, it's something that I might give a give a replay soon because as well, it's not, it's not particularly a long game, is it? So you no. can get it done in a couple of sessions. So yeah, you could probably sit down and play the whole thing, um, start to finish. Yeah. Maybe take you a couple of hours, and you might not get everything, but you can have the experience. And I think it's one of those games. I think it will just be timeless. There's nothing really that dates it yeah uh, maybe graphics maybe when we're all, all like being sucked into virtual reality worlds um <laughs> far beyond the galaxy um where that might, might need a little upgrade but i think that will that was a game that's been out for at least 10 years and i think i'll be playing it in another 10 years yeah uh, but it's always that one where you can sit sit back to every year and just go no do i'm gonna give jenny another go I have a play it would be a really good one. Um, I mean, I haven't played it during lockdown or anything like that. But if anyone's still stressed out at uh, the state of the world, it's a good, nice, oh. nice game to sort of relax to, isn't it? It's it's not very much um, effort involved. Well, maybe effort's not the right word, but it's quite a. Yeah. It's not taxing on the mind. I yeah, think, that's so. it. Yeah. So, yeah, recently over this time, I find myself going back to those games with a bit of simplicity to them. So like Pokemon, like I said, yes, there's a big, there's a big bad, but there's not too, you know, it's, 
you're playing a 10 year old and uh and you're just going through just having catching all these cute and adorable pokemon yeah um more simple it's not taxing i'm not having to think of any weird or wonderful strategies i'm not grinding uh especially in the latest pokemon where the, the experience is now shared which is also heaven sent the quality of life update yeah for me you know the quite simple and journey is one of those games where yeah if you are having a rough day sometimes you don't feel like gaming and sometimes you just want to lay there but the journey is one of those ones you can always pick up and just play through it and just enjoy uh and by the end of it hopefully if you're not you you may, you may not have you know recovered from the world but you uh, hopefully you'll be probably feeling a lot better at least brilliant cool well we've come to the end of the questions what we're here already i know what a quick hour that's been <laughs> <laughs> no yeah it feels it just feels like 20 minutes but we always uh it was lovely it was great yeah thank you so much for um agreeing to come on the show i would ask where people can find you on the internet but the answer is literally nowhere <laughs> probably somewhere there's probably like a whole part of me yeah but I've have you got, got a linkedin or anything <laughs> <laughs> not even a LinkedIn got rid of that. I, did, I wasn't really using it, and I was kind of like already in a job. But I wasn't really looking for a new job. Um, and when I did look for a new job, I found one pretty quickly, so I didn't need to go back on LinkedIn. So yeah, you can't find me anywhere. So if you if you uh, after me, you want to know what server I'm on on Final Fantasy or what I'm playing at the moment, ask Tim. That's probably the best way. Yeah, yeah. If anyone else is playing those games, just uh, let me know. Um, and for our show you can find us and um, the social media on instagram and twitter is both at we played this pod um, i am available on twitter at timbles rh as well i also have another podcast which has recently concluded but you can still listen to which is without a mouse uh, where we review obscure and forgotten live action disney movies and you can find the socials for that on twitter at podwam and on instagram at without a mouse and i've literally speaking of indie games and speaking of not enjoying uh, playing games on the computer i've just today bought myself a decent enough laptop to run games <laughs> because because you and i were supposed to record uh, this morning but my old laptop just wouldn't even open skype would it <laughs> <laughs> no, but to be fair, we were also supposed to record two weeks ago, but I couldn't decide on what questions I wanted because I wanted to answer them <laughs> yeah. and answer none of them. <laughs> yeah, but I also found out from my mum today that um, the old laptop that I had been using, which had become a running joke uh, with all the podcasters I've been having on because of how rickety and they could actually hear it um, dying every time we were recording, that laptop was actually over 10 years old so i don't feel so bad of having to upgrade uh, at the moment but yeah so i have actually uh, set up a steam account and i have named it uh, we played this so if people want to find me on the community and um, recommend me some games that i have missed out on because this is the first time i've had a steam account proper um and any game that you can't get on the Switch is going to be my jam at the moment. So, yeah, that's uh, where people can find us. Thanks again, Carl, so much for coming and joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Same here. All the best. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.